Hey guys, it's Jay, and this is our greatest game show of all time episode featuring our special guest. Yeah, we got one, Michael Ian Black. And if you're a big Michael Ian Black fan, you're here just to hear that interview. It starts at about 48 minutes into the show. But listen to the rest anyway. It's good. Enjoy. This is Optimus Prime, and you are listening to The Master's. None. Masters of None. There's another podcast out there called Masters of None. I check them out. They're very funny guys. Craft Radio. This is Weird Al Yankovic, and you're listening to Masters of None. A comedy podcast that doesn't suck. Masters of None. We talk about and debate the best and worst of pop culture, man. Interview celebs and often make offensive jokes. This is a comedy podcast that they say doesn't suck. Okay. Masters of None. Brought to you by the Simply Syndicated Network, lubricated by Blue Point Beer, and live on morelikeradio.com. What's going on, everybody? It's Masters of None. I am Jay. With me is Mike. Hi! And Art Eddie is on assignment. Dun dun dun. Special report. <laughs> Art did such a great job for this episode. We actually have a very special guest. Yeah. What he happened? got us a guest, so we decided to give him the day off. <laughs> yes. All right, <laughs> Art. You can be in on the uh, the interview, which we'll hear a little bit later, which we pre-recorded, and then I uh, like you take the rest of the day off, buddy. Just put, yeah, put those put those Jordans up on the desk, <laughs> lean that chair back, <laughs> and just enjoy yourself. Kick back with a blue point. Uh-huh. By the way, I'm drinking a summer ale. I found a, a six pack that went missing in my garage. What are you drinking? I actually busted open Art's uh, case finally. <laughs> nice. So I'm drinking Oktoberfest. Yeah, Oktoberfest. Nice. Very nice. I saw the winters in the store today. Very excited for winter beer season. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, oh, our guest. Yeah. The one and only Michael Ian Black yes. will be joining us. One of our favorites from the States and Wet Hot American Summer. Wet Hot American Summer. Yeah. Ed. Uh, Ed. All remember the awesomeness. That that is Michael Ian Black. Uh, he is the host of a new show called Trust Me, I'm a Game Show Host. He hosts it with D.L. Hughley. It's uh, Tuesday nights at 10.30 on TBS. We'll be talking to him about that and some other stuff. And our topic tonight, tying in with that, got to be topical, is uh, the greatest game show of all time. Yes. Now, if you do remember correctly, we did do a game show themed uh, show a very long time ago. But we did, uh, what was it? It was, it was something specific. It was, was it Merv Griffin? game shows but it wasn't merv griffin it was the no, other who guy. was it the other guy yeah i don't know you look it up and i'll talk okay but yeah but this Whatever. is this is all game shows all included merv griffin that other guy <laughs> i don't know those, who we yeah who, those who other we people pick. who do game shows right we're gonna decide mark tonight. goodson yeah. that's it mark good uh, mark goodson production mark that's goodson right. television production <laughs> But tonight's open to everything. That was like freaking five years ago, four yeah. years ago. Yeah, it was. So no no problem to revisit this. And I, I love game shows. Who doesn't love game shows? I know. It's the ultimate, like, just nothing TV. It's <laughs> <laughs> just the beauty it's of it. True. It's true. It's it is, true. It is the best remedy for, like, when you're homesick from school. Oh, yeah. You just lay on the couch, watch the prices rise. Midday game shows. That was that's what, that was my favorite memory, basic, watching, watching the prices right during the day. I love that, and I also love the um, the smattering of like '70s game shows that they showed in the '80s. Oh yeah, yeah. like in the middle, like they like uh, I remember when USA Network was like brand new, mm -hmm. and they did that. They like showed old like '70s and early '80s. Yeah, they had they had all game of shows. Them. It was like nothing but game shows on that yeah. channel. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was like Joker's Wild, freaking Bumper Stompers. Remember <laughs> Bumper Stompers? <laughs> no. Bumper Stumpers was the one where they had like That sounds like it was somebody on Skinamax. <laughs> it was the one where they had like vanity plates and you had to read them, but they were like hard to read because they weren't exactly vanity plates. So and you had to like <laughs> what? guess what the what the person's occupation was that drove that car or something like that. That was a game show. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus Christ, there were way too many game shows in the eighties. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're like, Bumper this was a game show. Uh, I fucking love that one for whatever reason. So, so we talked about Price is Right. That that one's uh, I've got about a list of about seven that were some of my favorites. Uh, Price yeah. is Right for me comes in around I don't know about three or four. Let's talk about that one because you yeah. actually now you you have a cool game show history which we've talked about. We I think we've heard. Have you exhausted all your game show tales? Because you were you were like a PA on Hollywood Squares. Yeah, I was on the last incarnation of the Hollywood Squares. Um, oh, Whoopi Goldberg years. No, even past that. 
Oh, Whoopi, had, Whoopi had left when I got there. Who was this fucking was, hosting, Alf? This, <laughs> this, was, this was the uh, Tom Bergeron hosting uh, uh, Martin Mall Center Square. Oh. Uh, uh, yeah. And uh, the Fonz being the executive producer of the show. I was going to say, the Whoopi Goldberg days were dark for Hollywood Squares. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I made a pun there by accident. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't like Tom Bergeron. He's one of my least favorite game show hosts. He's he's a he's a very nice guy, but yeah, he's he's very. I mean, even for a game show host, he's vanilla. Which yeah. I don't I don't know what that, I don't know if that's possible. <laughs> he may. <laughs> yeah, let's just leave it at that. Yeah, I was gonna make a Whoopi Goldberg comparison, but I'm just gonna <laughs> just quit while I'm ahead. Nice. But yeah, so yeah, we, we've heard those tales, and and you and you guys filmed on the same soundstage or right next door. The Price is Right, same soundstage. Um, they were in during the week. We were in on the weekends. Hollywood Squares filmed an entire week's worth of episodes uh, in one weekend. Right, as they actually all do, two, pretty much. actually two weeks. I'm sorry, it was one week a day. So Saturday yeah, five, was one day, and then right, they did five Sunday shows a day. day. Right, that's yep. a whole week. That's the best, dude. Being a game show host, I always wanted to be a game show host. Yeah. I mean, I kind of am now. I was trivia night. It's kind of like that, but right. that's that's so awesome. You work like six weeks a year. Right. You you bang out an entire year's worth of shows. Yep. And then you just go home and, and that's sit it. on your money. It's the it's best. It's over. But it's even over. doing it, it's so it's awesome. Like yeah. you just cracking jokes. It's, I'm assuming it's fairly easy. Now, who, who would you think is the greatest game show host of all time? Richard Dawson was like the Harry Carey. Yeah. fucking game show he was just drunk and groping people and <laughs> I, so I don't know if he would be necessarily the best he made Family Feud like watchable because yeah. Family Feud as yeah. a game sucks yeah uh, well I mean yeah, it's okay but, but my I, problem I, with it is it's very inexact like it's it's so okay. subjective like yeah. it's it's kind of horseshit a lot of times I kind of had a very odd fantasy of being one of the people that they surveyed Oh really? Like I always wanted to be one of the people that we surveyed a hundred people. Oh, I wanted, yeah. I wanted, wanted to get to the phone. One. I wanted to get the phone call from the Family Feud people. <laughs> hey, would you like to be part of the Family Feud survey? Yes, because I want to be the one person that says the oddest answer possible that you'll yeah. never get on the game show. <laughs> There's always one that's just ridiculous. It's either like a it has nothing to do with it, or it's completely like a trick answer. Like that's what always pisses me off about it. Name something that goes good with ice cream, and I'd be the one person that's been that would be like tires, <laughs> and then they have to actually put that in and be one of the one hundred answers. <laughs> you think they ever actually polled hundred people? I don't. <laughs> no fucking no. way. Dude. They probably did the old radio rules, like the hundredth caller wins, and they're like, yeah. "Nah." They pulled a couple people around the office, and they're like, "Yeah, that works." <laughs> yeah, they, they had the ten writers, and each yeah. of them counted for ten. Yep, that was it. And fucking yeah. poll. You know how many polls they would have had to have done? How many surveys? It's ridiculous. Jesus. But yeah, he he made that show worth watching. I think. I think um, the old the, one of the old standbys is. Uh, Chuck Woolery did a couple of them. He did like Love Connection and Scrabble, right? Well, he did, he did it after Link. What was it? Link Letter or Art Link Letter or Wink Wink Winkle something? I don't know. Wink, what the wink fuck. Martindale. Wink Martindale. <laughs> yeah, that was it. Wink. They all. I love game shows. Names, yeah. yeah, names are the greatest. <laughs> Tinkle Durbinstein. Here he is. <laughs> He's the new host. Barney McLaughlin stops. <laughs> And I'm your host, Chet Manley. <laughs> You're like, what? Really? Yeah, he did a Love Connection, Scrabble. He was the original host of Wheel of Fortune, believe it or not. Whoa! In the 70s. I didn't realize that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Who was the other guy that did uh, Password? He did Password and... Was that Wink Martindale? No. <laughs> I don't know. Dude. I don't fucking know. <laughs> the guy with the Brillo hair. Bert Convy. Bert Convy. Was yeah, it Bert? Yeah, Bert Convy is old microphone hair. his head looks like a windscreen for a microphone yes you're absolutely right Bert Convy did have microphone hair holy shit Bert Convy looked like Larry from Three's Company (laughs) he is actually I think my favorite yeah because that show had a lot of and so did so did the newlywed game Uh, both of those shows had a lot of room for the the personality of the host because you didn't know what the people were going to say and you had to be quick with mm-hmm. the freaking quips to uh, to be to be rolling with people. And I like when too, like when they'll just like unload on the contestants and just berate them, which Bert, yeah. <laughs> Bert Convy did pretty Bert, often. He's he like, "You're you're stupid. You're a yeah. stupid woman." 
you're a stupid woman. <laughs> he also played a very good straight man whenever the, some of the celebrity yes. guests would have their yeah, their moments. Yeah, much like a host should be, is let the, the panelists, you know, have all the laughs. But then he would just get his own, like, just by ragging on the contestants and, and the panelists from time to time. Yeah. Which was yeah. awesome. And he, yeah, right. And you also had to... He, he had a lot of the shows where... The, the sexual innuendo could fly a little bit. Yes, yes, so and they, they were all to... drunk. Like it's it's a fact. On that... oh yeah, on uh, password and stuff. Oh, uh, I'm talking I'm talking match game. Oh, match game, yeah, definitely. But password too, apparently. I think I, match I game. They were drinking on screen. They were drinking on screen. And yep. Smoking. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> amazing. Yeah, they're yeah, like, hold I, up, I, I gotta get a, a tuck of my Benson and Hedges. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a uh, oh Bob Eubanks. Was the newlywed game? Oh yes, yeah, that is he right. was fucking great, and that that too, man. He had some zingers because, like you said, you you never know what the hell these people are gonna say. Yep. You know, it's not like all like Hollywood Squares where the, all the jokes are written for them. Everything was written. Yeah. Everything, and well, like you could set obviously. your watch. You could set your watch to the jokes too, which was <laughs> fucking terrible. Like yeah. I, I that's the only the only one thing I really hated about that show was was that the fact that there was just so it was so lame it was so there was no spontaneity to it you know what i mean you know what though i i loved it when i was a kid before i realized the jokes were all written yeah like the late 80s the john davidson version oh yeah john davidson version was great yeah it was great john davidson uh, version was great because they would uh the, the end my favorite part of hollywood squares was always the end where they picked the the bowl the the key out of the bowl or yeah, whatever the car keys they had five five cars to choose yeah. from and then they had to pick their lucky celebrity to come down with them right which meant nothing <laughs> <laughs> yeah nobody picked alf ever i wonder why because <laughs> he was racist right I, I would always get pissed though like when they wouldn't pick my favorite celebrity yeah like it would always be like some weird like fringe person like a bobcat goldthwait right or like a gilbert gottfried i'm just waiting for them to pick them they'd never pick them like <laughs> i'm picking that weirdo he's gonna scream at me wink martindale did tic tac doe yeah that was a good show and uh high rollers was the only other one that I, and joker's wild joker's wild those are the only some, oh, yeah, games that's, I remember. yeah. <laughs> that dude was like 90 when he was hosting those shows dude oh my he god was, so he looked like the joker that would come up on joker's wild yeah <laughs> he's like the joker's dad <laughs> <laughs> is he still alive i don't know i think we weren't still alive i hope so oh my god oh my god well, rest in peace wink martindale oh he's still alive is he really how old is he speaking yeah. of speaking of being alive we got to get a uh, a celebrity death pool going on on uh, doug stanhope's website yeah that's year. a good idea let's good. do that let's organize that okay if you, if you want in email us masters of none show at gmail.com uh we're gonna get that going doug stanhope has a whole website now where you can have your own celebrity death pools and it's it's kind of like fantasy football it's all automated on the computer it's pretty it's fun keep score for you <laughs> it's like awesome <laughs> it's pretty fun in a morbid way it is yeah absolutely um, so, uh, I don't know. We just kind of went all over the place there. So uh, we're, Price is Right was really the thing we were talking about. But, uh, yeah, right. so the so the, the soundstage was on the, the same lot as Hollywood Squares, and I got to witness and see a lot of the props and a lot of the games that they had. I've told the story about the wheel, the, you know, the, the yes. famous Price is Right wheel where you would expect it to, when you spin it, to go, you know, make this famous... Right. No, instead it's just like... <laughs> it's just like really bad high school props from like a metal play. on metal screeching. It's just it's no, it's all plywood. Everything's oh. plywood like dunked in glitter. You know that, that that's that's it. Like, that's it's the entire set. Even though I can't stand it, I know it's like everybody's favorite game. I think we've talked about this. We Plinko. have talked about this. Love Plinko. I hated Plinko, but I I I would I would have uh, bought the farm to uh, steal a Plinko chip because that that would have been. That would have been a hell of a fucking get. They actually kept those locked up in Bob Barker's underpants. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> That's what he used to spay his pets. <laughs> so, yeah, it was... I mean, that was that was cool to see, definitely. I mean, you know, growing up and it's all the same stuff. And also, too, here's another thing. You know, because all the union workers... I've said this a couple of times, too. All the union workers that, you know, move all the sets... You look on the back of them, and it's just like girly pinups and fucking porno, and it's, just, <laughs> it's like you know, it's it's just all that kind of shit. It's just funny as hell. So that's awesome. 
I, I was doing some research, looking up some other people's lists, and uh, who wants to be a millionaire? Up at a lot of uh, near the top, a lot of those lists. Remember, Remember how big that big that was when Regis yeah. was doing it? Yeah, it was like on like five nights a week. Yeah, and you're like, we can't like get ask enough. anyone a question or answer something without saying, "Is that your final answer?" Ugh, like everybody's yeah. mom, that was their favorite thing. You want to get a li- you want to use lifeline? <laughs> <laughs> that was that was huge, and uh, I don't think I've ever seen anybody win a million dollars on that. Have you? Yeah, uh, I've seen like clips of it, but I, I I remember like the first guy who won was like a huge deal, and he called. Uh, he used his lifeline, his phone, a friend, and he called like he called his Dad. friend. Yeah, and he's like, "Hey, Dad, yeah, I don't need any help. I just want to let you know I'm about to win a million dollars." Yeah, that was pretty ballsy. Oh, what a prick! That but, was pretty ballsy. Yeah, that's <laughs> so they pretty rubbing badass, it, though. Rubbing it in Regis' face. That's hey, Regis. the most badass game show moment of all time. Yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> that was a pretty good one. I'm still pissed that I, I failed the uh, the test to get on the show. I went and saw it. I think we mentioned it last show. Yeah. Um, but I just went to a taping of it where uh, everyone's allowed to take the like a test. And then if you pass the test, you get to go to an interview. And then if they like you, you get on the show pretty much. They're pretty much desperate for people to get on because nobody even knows it's still on anymore. Yeah, right. Like when, it, when I reserved my tickets to go. They must have called me like four times to make sure I was coming. Like, hey, yeah, you st- you're still coming to Millionaire, right, on Monday? Right? <laughs> still coming? All right. You get an audition, like, yeah. right? The oh, old joke. That, that old joke. Yeah, what time does the show start? Oh, what time can you get here? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, well, you might want to get here like 7.30. Uh, yeah. The show starts filming at 10. Just, you, know, you might not get in. I get it. I got there like <laughs> like an hour before they said to come, and then that was the first one there. I'm like, you fucking lying yeah. assholes. Yeah. Like, you didn't even get in the studio until like two hours later. <laughs> they got me. So yeah, that was on a lot of that. I know I saw that too. It was on a lot of people's list, but uh, it didn't make mine just because, eh, you know. I mean, it's yeah, it's uh, just basically like less work Jeopardy. Right. <laughs> it's like let's just let's just take Jeopardy and slow this baby down. Fucking milk every question. Here's a slow jam. Yeah, it's it's slow, it's Jeopardy for idiots is what it is. Yeah, and that's why everybody loved it. Because yep. you you would know most of the answers until it got to a certain point. Yep. Whereas Jeopardy, you're like, I don't know. And then they kick in like the old uh, Sega Genesis rules, where it's just like, oh, okay, you're beating us. Yeah, now we're gonna go into fucking beast mode. Yeah. And destroy yeah. you, and you're not it gonna be able to get real there. hard, real quick. Yeah. yeah. Now, I guess we we got to kind of throw in something. American Gladiators is a game show, right? Oh, really? I I think so. There are people competing. Yeah. It's not a traditional game show. And but I was thinking we, like things something like that or something like the gong show. Does that count as a game show? It's sort of a gong, game show. See, <laughs> <laughs> see, the gong show was just putting homeless people on TV. <laughs> like that was that's really all that was. Where it was just like, Hey, this guy is a street performer. Let's just throw him on. <laughs> See what happens, and uh, you know maybe uh, fucking Paul Lind will uh, let him finish, <laughs> or whoever the fuck is buying the gong. Talk about a fucking show where they were doing shit on on set. God damn, they were doing blow off each other's assholes in, <laughs> yeah. in between takes. They were doing blow off the gong. Yeah, probably <laughs> off that mallet they were using. That, but that's hilarious. I, that that show in and of itself. You know, I, I guess you could call it a game show. I don't know. It just seemed to me it was where the people from Let's Make a Deal wandered into. <laughs> they, they, they couldn't get off. You know. Good point. Good point. Uh, yeah, Chuck Barris. He was out there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You've seen I'll that say. movie, right? Yeah. What uh, now? What the movie called? Uh, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. Yes, that's it. That's it. it was Gary Oldman, right? Was it Gary Oldman? Uh, no, it's uh, Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell. I always get those. Yeah, he was awesome in it. Yeah, Sam Rock was awesome. Yeah, what was his thing? He he believed he, like, that he was, he was a, like a CIA agent, yeah, or, agent or some shit. And like the movie kind of says that it, he might have been. <laughs> yeah. Yep. As an assassin, no less. Like right. he was an assassin. With the, which the Gong Show host was the perfect cover. Claimed that he killed thirty-three people. Yes. <laughs> Whew. All right. The CIA says. Yeah, his assertions that that he worked for the spy agency are ridiculous. It's absolutely not true. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Love that, though. Oh, shit. He lives like right in Rockland County. He's still alive. Does he? he? Yeah, he lives in Palisades. Wow. We should go stalk him. We should take a day and just go stalk all the celebrities who live like around Nyack with uh, Bill Murray being number one on that list. 
Oh, Bill Murray lives over there? Yeah, he lives, like, right across, like, the, this, like, next door to, like, Barishnikov. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> All right. And it's funny, because they built the two houses at the same time, and he was trying to buy Barishnikov's house, uh-huh. and he didn't get it, and, like, Barishnikov outbid him. So, like, he has, like, this, like, fake feud with Barishnikov. <laughs> <laughs> or some told. God damn it, Bill Murray's awesome. So would you would you pick Gong Show and like uh, here here's a couple of ones that go in that list as far as I'm as far as I'm concerned. Well, Gong Show's kind of on its, its Gong Show's on its own island. I don't know even know what to fucking call that. <laughs> but I don't know. that would be like, on my list anyway. But like American Gladiators, Wipeout, that's a new one. That's yeah. kind of like that. And then like, uh, but then like all the all the remember the old kids ones like uh, Guts, Double fu- Dare, fucking well Double Dare. I would call Double actually. Oh man, see stuff like Double Dare, I would call a game show because they had like questions and answers, and it was only until the end that they actually did like the running around and physical shit. Yeah, but does it have to have questions and answers to be a game show? I would think so. No, well, most of these other ones do. I mean, like, is Survivor a game show? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, because then because when you call that a re- just a reality show. I mean, they just they're, throw they're more competition-based shows. What about, like, Last Comic Standing? No. I don't you know. I don't throw these into game shows. These like are all reality, reality shows. Reality competition type yeah. things. Yeah. All right. Well, then, going back to traditional, yeah, I would say Double Dare is amazing. I mean, that was, as a kid, dude, that was, like, the, the, the that would be the most legendary thing of all time to yeah. get on Double Dare, right? Oh, my God. And, and also, as a kid watching it, nothing is more frustrating than watching someone go through that like that that giant peanut butter sandwich or whatever looking for the flag and can't find it oh i know and you're like come on oh it's the most frustrating thing where they're like oh they're doing good they got a good time and then they get stuck on that fucking sandwich <laughs> or they get they get stuck the on nose, uh, the nose the nose stuck. yes the nose oh man that that shit <laughs> that that just annoyed the hell out of me man that was crazy <laughs> And it also and rewatching some of those episodes. <clears throat> if you ever go back and rewatching some rewatch some of those episodes, it makes it equally pleasurable now, knowing the fact that Mark Summers was severely OCD. Because <laughs> 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 now you get to watch that and just 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 experience the panic that must have been going through his yeah, mind. The, the kids hug him at the end of the obstacle course. Oh, I love it. I love I just for whatever reason that just makes me very happy. <laughs> uh, what was the name of that funny. hot chick who was on it? Remember there was Ooh. like a hot chick who was like one of the assistants? I don't know. Some like blonde haired girl. Robin, I think her name was. That's what it was. Robin. Oh yeah. Remember that? She yeah. probably wasn't hot at all. She, she, she probably, probably was like, not. She was probably a moderately good looking, like middle aged lady <laughs> trying to earn a paycheck. <laughs> Robin Morella. Yeah, there you go. She was Definitely not hot. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. No, even she look, looks a little like Tori Spelling. All right, that's not too bad when you're but like when you're ten. She, she doesn't have. She has no bridge of her nose. <laughs> what? Like her the the part between her eyes looks flat until it gets to like her nostrils. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> that makes any sense? Sure, sure. She, she had feathered 80s hair yeah i can i can buy that um another one that was sort of like a cool like break the mold type of thing and definitely popular uh with the teens was remote control on mtv yes that's one of my all-time favorites probably my number three that was that was strictly a quiz show right yeah but yeah it was totally a quiz show hosted by uh, ken ober he had three basically probably also drunk college kids just sitting in like easy chairs and then just yeah. answering pop culture questions and you had uh Colin Quinn and uh, Kari Werher, 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 Werher. And, like, and like a Adam weird Sandler. keyboard playing guy, yeah, Adam Sandler, they're all characters that would like ask questions and do little bits and stuff, that fucking show was great, and it all like, the the whole premise was that it took place in his basement, Right. And the whole set looked like this dude's basement, which yeah. is awesome, really enjoyed that show. Definitely a cool one. Just looked like the, they were having the best freaking time. Yeah, who else was on, there was also somebody else on that show that like got sp- sprung board from that show their their career I forget oh dennis leary dennis leary that's it oh my god how do we forget that duh yeah crazy man crazy that's it was just it's just so much fun though to see them so young too <laughs> yeah 
and Sandler was freaking hilarious on it. They just put him in like the most embarrassing outfits. Yeah. <laughs> Stud boy and what was he like? He was like nineteen when they did yeah. it. Jesus. I enjoyed uh, Beat the Bishop. They had to answer a question before this like guy dressed as a bishop like ran around the studio like high fiving everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. It did not give a and shit. All they wanted to do is have a jerk off joke in there. Right. That was freaking hilarious. <laughs> right. That's all they needed. <laughs> yeah. So oh, good. One. What else do we have? Here's one that uh here's one that I love it and it goes in that little eighties mold. Um was back then the twenty five thousand dollar pyramid. Now it's just known as pyramid. Yeah, wasn't it fifty thousand at one point? I don't know. I just I remember the twenty five thousand dollar pyramid. <laughs> Start off the twenty five dollar pyramid. Yeah, it was, you know the... we're on hard times here. All right, <laughs> hundred dollar pyramid. One of my favorite parts of that was the clues were great. I love I love the things where things a blank would say. That's one of my favorite. That's one of my favorite things ever. Wow, there's bread in me. Oh, it's getting kind of hot. Uh, things a toaster would say. Ding. Yes. <laughs> I, I love that. I love that shit. I love things an inanimate object would say. <laughs> it's probably my favorite thing ever. Yeah, and then, they had to give clues to guess what the, the category was. Right. Oh, yo, and here, remember this? Which, which was also much like Who Wants to Be a Millionaire's Idiot Jeopardy. It's just basically idiot password. Right. Like, idiot they just password. get to use more than one word. But this is my favorite. Thing. Remember this? Remember this? <laughs> Oh, hear that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, just the same thing over and over again. Yeah. And then my favorite was right at the end. When, at the end, when it when it was all said and done, and they they didn't get it right. Dick Clark would come over, and he would do that friendly little lean on the on the fucking railing there, and he would say, "Would you have gotten it if I said?" Oh yeah. <laughs> And then they get it immediately. Right. Yeah. Oh, yes, of course. Things in <laughs> how, Oklahoma. Right. I how get could it. you be so stupid? Duh. Ah, I should have known. You really are a dumb fuck. It's <laughs> exactly what they're saying. <laughs> uh, my favorite. Yeah, I, I love that. And that, that was another one where they had the, you know, the celebrity guests on. And, and the celebrity guests, especially in the 80s, there was, the, there was a definite game show circuit. That the oh, yeah. same like group of like fifteen to twenty celebrities just kind of moseyed around. You know, it was always like Betty Vicky, White, Betty White, and Vicky, Vicky Lawrence, Lawrence, and uh, Nipsey Russell. Nipsey Russell. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Uh, uh, with was the, the gay dude from Hollywood Squares? Well, yeah. There's Paul Lynn. Jim J. Bullock. No, Jim, Jim J. Bullock. Bullock. He was the but future Paul Lynn slash Charles the, Nelson Riley. Charles Nelson Riley. That There's was always a good one. one gay celebrity. He was just super flamboyant. That's always on every game show. Totally. Rip Taylor was on. I, I still is. They don't know what the fuck Rip Taylor is famous for. Um, <laughs> Larry. I think Larry from Three's Company was on a lot of them. Was he? Yeah. I feel like he was. Who else? There was. Oh, God. There were so many. Pretty much uh, anybody from any soap opera. Like Valerie Bertinelli. Yeah. <laughs> that was another one. Uh, yeah. Anybody from soap opera. Uh. Yeah, the soap yeah. opera soap opera. Morgan Fairchild. Yes. Oh my god, that's hilarious. The soap opera stars were to game shows like Saturday Night Live guests are to whatever late night talk show is on NBC. <laughs> it's like, oh, we don't have a guest, just grab somebody from upstairs. Right. Like, right. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. The guy that played fucking Gopher in Love Boat. <laughs> Ted Lange from yeah. Love Boat. Ted Lange from Love Boat. <laughs> Isaac. Isaac, Isaac from Love Boat, who was on that all the time too. Yeah. Yes, anyone from Love Boat? Anyone? From- <laughs> the boat from Love Boat, I think, was, was a frequent guest. <laughs> what is departure? Departure, leaving, trip, things voyage. A, <laughs> things this, things the smokestack would say. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think Kit from Knight Rider was on at one point. Right. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah uh, yeah they there was a there was definitely a a, a game show circuit and they did it well man that's great that. not only do i want to host a game show but i want to be on so bad i just accidentally jumped the gun somebody on facebook posted something on, on my other on the drink hv account that like they're doing like a like a match game 
like a uh. bar or some kind of like show and i'm like oh i was like can i be richard dawson like uh, <laughs> i want in on that shit before i realized it was like a drag queen night oh boy i was like oh yeah all right i'll i'll be the i'll be the opposite charles nelson riley i'll be yeah. the token straight guy yeah you can be you can be you can be uh richard dawson but you just have to dress like phyllis diller <laughs> <laughs> yes there's another one <laughs> yeah phyllis diller was another one she was a always- <laughs> who was uh i mean we all know your coolio story yeah from hollywood squares backstage it's a blanket it's yo. a blanket yo yeah yeah and kathy ireland you walked in on her breastfeeding and yes that was are, a great are there moment. any other there's got to be one hollywood squares guest backstage story that you've not told on the show yet uh let me think here and if you go back quick. to the original game show uh episode that that was the one where you told most of the stories for the first time i believe right yeah yeah i think so it's got to be one that you've not told us we know you <laughs> cried when you met kermit the frog yeah i got the guy a little played alf was an asshole got it. yep he was an asshole did who i else was an asshole who oh. else was an asshole um yeah. well I, I told the gilbert godfrey story about him throwing the make-a-wish kids gift <laughs> in, the yes, garbage, in the garbage like immediately <laughs> <laughs> which was fucking hilarious um i have a ta- i had a towel for a little while that smelled like genially known <laughs> Because I'm a oh. creep. <laughs> Playmate. Yeah. <laughs> you just took it out of her dressing room. Oh, yeah. It smelled great. You um, a creep. Yeah. I had an empty can of Aquanet from Little Richard's dressing room. <laughs> <laughs> Which was great. Tell me you took a picture of these items, like, next to a little star on their door. So, oh, like, I have I have that. Posterity. I have one of the, you know, this, like, the star that they put on their door? On the dressing room doors, yeah. On the dressing room door. I don't know if you ever noticed it, but on my bathroom... Here oh, in the yes. apartment, it says Willie Ames. <laughs> yeah, Charles in charge. Because <laughs> I stole that and I have it on my bathroom now. Yes, that is perfect because that is his dressing room now. Yeah. <laughs> yep, that it is. It really is. He's actually in there. He's the bathroom attendant in your apartment. <laughs> Poor guy. Um, every time you walk in and walk out, you make him say, Mike's in charge, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Mike's in charge now. Get that right, Willie Ames. One of the first right, bachelor parties. Ames was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, you're right. I always confuse Willie Ames and the guy who was on the uh, great, the greatest American hero. Oh, uh, what the fuck was that guy's name? I forget. They look a lot. They look a lot alike. Um, one of the first bachelor parties I ever went to, uh, when when my friend Greg got married, um, I had one of the one of the things that happened when Hollywood Squares got canceled is we get you know we had to shut down the offices, so we had to like clear out everything and empty all the drawers and everything. And uh, I was helping the talent department get their shit you know taken care of and they had talent in quotes yeah and they had all of these eight by tens of all of the people that you know wanted to be on that were on the show and i'm like what are you guys gonna do with it they're like i don't know throw them out I'm like can i have them they're like yeah so i just i took a bunch of them <laughs> i took a sh- i took a shit ton of them and i just started autographing them with <laughs> the people's names friends <laughs> and i was giving it to my friends at the bachelor party but it, they all had like really disgusting signatures it was like you know uh good luck with hepatitis you know it was like like you're like terrible things like i can't wait to lick your asshole like just like stuff like that like linda carter you know <laughs> like shit like that it's fucking great that's um, awesome so you were there the day the squares died I was there the day the squares died. I was also wow. there the day after Rod Roddy died. I told you that yeah. story, right? Yeah, you've heard it and you're, you got in trouble for pretending to be the ghost of Rod Roddy. In yeah, the that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> that was a dick. Um, and then, I'm uh, trying to think if there's anything. Um, you think see. Satan told Rod Roddy, come on down. <laughs> uh, told you to stay away oh. from those penises. You know who's a dick? I know. I know another guy who was a dick. Uh, Warren Sapp was on the show. <laughs> really? Why? He was a fucking asshole. I don't know. He was just an asshole. What does he bring to the Hollywood Squares nothing! table? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Warren Sapp. Warren Sapp. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think if there's any other good, good stories. Uh. Um, Let's see who was it. I'm looking at the picture. I'm, I got a picture on my wall in a collage of different photos. There's a picture on my wall of like the last. It's like the cast and crew shot from uh-huh. Hollywood Squares, and like I'm in it. And they, but uh, it's so funny because like I'm in it, and then two people in front of me is Carrot Top, and then like <laughs> like <laughs> like you look in the back, and there's pen there's Penn and Teller, 
Nice. And then uh, French Stewart. It's <laughs> another one. That's an um, amazing photo to be in. I know. I'm looking at this photo right now, and you can only see half of it too, because I could only get half of it in the thing. Yeah, it's literally, <laughs> dude. It's this is the funniest part. It's literally me, and then two people in front of me is Carrot Top. That's the greatest one. Uh, who's in there? Penn and Teller. Eric Roberts. <laughs> there he is in the back. Oh, wow. That was fucking great. Yeah, some great shit. That's fantastic. Uh, yeah. I still think we got to get the Fonz on and uh, you guys can reminisce. Oh, if yeah. I don't even know if he would remember me at this point, honestly. Yeah, it's but been a while. Maybe. Yeah, it's been a long while. All right, so let's uh, before we get to a Michael Black, Michael Ian Black interview, um, we'll, we'll make that the last portion of the show because we're gonna we're gonna talk to him with Arts, uh, which we'll pre-record, and then we'll hear Arts' uh, pick as well. So let's do Art. What's your what's your pick for the greatest game show of all time? My pick, my pick is any game show that seems impossible yet somebody figures out how to beat completely, and that would be. My favorite of all time, the, Press I Your Luck. going to be the same as mine, Press Your Luck. Press Your Luck yes. was the fucking greatest. It was the greatest ever because I loved the... As a kid, I loved the fucking Whammy cartoons. Hell I thought that yeah. was... I loved when everybody lost their money. I laughed. Yep. <laughs> that was and, such a sadistic show. Oh, it was great. It, and, and it was like... It was one of these things where they would build up and build up and you would get excited about that too. Like you would yeah. get totally oh, it excited. Was, it was nerve-wracking, dude. Yeah, yeah. And, and then, could, and it was great because there was like good strategy with it. There was yep. luck involved. You could literally go into zero in like a second, yeah. like at any moment, you could just lose everything. Yeah, and, and it, yeah, it combines trivia with this like wacky freaking game board where all the, the the prizes and the whammies would like just be changing. It was freaking intense, dude. Yep. And the uh, who hosted that show? What was that? Peter Tamarkin. Peter. T- yeah, he was great. He was just this kind of a smarmy dick. Yeah, he was. But yeah, he didn't he didn't have much to do. But it was great though because he would he would have that smirk on his face whenever they got the whammy. Yeah, he'd be like, "Oh, and a whammy," with a big smile on his face. He died in a plane crash. Did he really? <laughs> I'm looking at his Wikipedia right now. Yeah, he died at age 63 in a plane crash. Oops. Who was driving the plane? The whammy. <laughs> <laughs> That's the. <laughs> As I heard when he bring her. Whammy, whammy was like, stop at the ground. <laughs> no whammy, no whammy. <laughs> he was definitely yelling no whammy as the plane was going. No whammy, no whammy, no whammy. <laughs> Taking all your life. (laughs) 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 You just (laughs) fucking little cartoon pops up. (laughs) 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 You're like the little the girl whammy's giving him a hand job as he's they're going down and he's just laughing maniacally. Speaks to Mark and yells, "No whammies." You just hear as he's going down. Just, just descending altitude. Oh no, this isn't gonna be good. This isn't gonna be good. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna hit the ground. Stop on the asphalt. <laughs> Stop on the tarmac. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! All right, it's terrible. <laughs> but, but he did host. I think the greatest game show ever. I Dude, I agree. I, I can't believe this. For once, we agree on something. Yeah, like, exactly. Totally. And I can't totally. believe. That they tried to bring it back and it like failed. Yeah, and but well, you know what? It was Here's just the thing. Whammy. Yeah, yeah, that's. I think that's where they failed. I think that's that was where one they of the failed. Rod Roddy showed. Rod Roddy uh, voiced. Did he? And and if you think yeah, he, and if you think that the game show host has a great job, imagine just being Rod Roddy. You're just yeah. a game show host announcer. Right. That's your whole job. That's it. Oh, that's the best. You introduce the host and maybe the contestants. Yeah, if they're maybe. Lucky. Maybe the contestants. <laughs> Usually the host announces the contestants. And then you just read off sponsors at the yeah. end. <laughs> right. your luck was brought to you by... Right. right. Mark Goodson, television production. Yeah. That's it. Brenna oh, Fairlines. 
a weird South Park airline. There was one thing. TWA. Yeah. Florida right. Friendly Skies. <laughs> All guests of Press Your Lock stay at the Beverly Hills Hotel. <laughs> the Beverly Hilton. The Beverly Hilton, that's it, yes. <laughs> Not even the Beverly Hills Hotel. consideration Hilton. paid by <laughs> Kenmore. <laughs> Kenmore. <laughs> No, that's, that's for I would always be Whirlpool. Yeah. <laughs> and Maytag. <laughs> oh, that's fucking good. That's good. That's did you did you post this on Facebook? Were there any people talking about this or not? Oh, no. I totally forgot to. No. This, this is, uh, but this you know, is a great a, one. You know what was also awesome about Pressure Luck? It had the revolving, like, stage. Yes! Which was badass, too. That's right. So, like, for the questions, they would be all facing the host, and then, like, they would, like, go into commercial, the whole freaking thing would whip around. Right, and, like, which had be no... At the board. Again, which had no purpose whatsoever other <laughs> no. than the fucking cool, like, spin move. <laughs> yes. Where I guarantee at some point a PA got, like, stuck under those gears. <laughs> no. I was going to say, no, there were just, like, five teamsters pushing a big metal rod on the side. <laughs> just doing it manually, and it went... <laughs> as they did Probably. It. <laughs> just like the wheel yeah yeah um oh i was gonna say something else too about about uh pressure yeah, was, oh oh i know what i want so, so about the guy who figured out the yeah, fucking pattern of the yeah. board now this has only happened twice and actually vanity fair did a huge article about the guy that beat prices right did you hear How about he that beat one prices right no he fucking studied the goddamn products because they would keep they would rotate they would actually rotate the same products so on he a like pattern that he figured out that he figured out yeah he wow. figured it out and he literally got the uh, he and he would go to prices he would go and be in the audience prices right like every day like every day like twice a week something like that mm. and uh, um oh that's right he, because you, by the time they're on TV it's too late right exactly so they're yeah they're using the same ones and they get so spread out over the show like you could watch you watch a week's worth and then probably the next week they're using the same products and that's the next day maybe even the same day right so wow he actually figured it all out and then uh and i guess he had some kind of like accomplice in the audience or something that was kind of like had his like his flow chart of like okay it's going to be this and then if this is this then this is the price and blah 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 so you know how like they always ask for the audience and people are like holding up numbers and shit and yelling out stuff so he was looking at his buddy and his buddy was giving him some numbers but uh, but a lot of the stuff that he knew and he actually got to the final the showcase showdown he got to the final showcase and i think he guessed the number i think it was exact i think the number was exact or something like that because remember do you remember back you in the both. old day you win both showcases yeah, if, if, you, you if you're within if you're within a hundred bucks right, right, right it's like if you were within a hundred bucks you win you win both but do you remember back in the old days you just automatically won both i remember mm. that i, re- I remember Did? that i just i kind of distinctly remember that Where like in the old days like if you just if you know if you were like you know what fuck it like they just they just gave you everything <laughs> um <laughs> But uh, but yeah, then uh, then they had to like change the whole thing. Like they had to, like completely change the whole thing. And it was Drew Carey hosting at the time, and he was so pissed. Like apparently he was so pissed <laughs> during the actual taping that they almost didn't air it because he was just like, uh, okay, because he like they knew th- the people that ran the show. Like they knew the guy because he was uh, always there. They they like recognized him. And when he got up there, they were like, oh shit, here uh, we go. But yeah, the guy the guy for Press Your Luck, he figured out the pattern. Yeah, oh, basically like how it works. If, if you're not familiar with it, it was a big. The board was a big square. Uh, in the middle, they would show the person's face, and like, but around the border of it was just like all like different, uh, different prizes. It was either a cash, you know, money thing, or a or a prize, or it was a whammy. And they would just like, yeah, go just boop 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 boop, boop and it would just like change. And yeah. then and then the little the little f- the light up frame around each square would also change so it would, it would appear to be just totally random but this guy just figured out the pattern and freaking wrecked it yeah and, like what it, so he he got away with it right he got away with it and i think there's a whole big story about that too as far i think there's actually a uh, like a like a mini documentary on youtube you can watch about it oh that'd be sweet <clears throat> but yeah they he basically like broke the game like they needed to completely redo it or i i want to say i don't i don't know if this is correct or not but I want to say that sh- that you know, not too long after they actually the show got canceled. <laughs> I don't know if it was his doing, but I just I that's I I remember hearing something about that. But yeah, if you 
Look it up. Let me just see really quick. Yeah, he was an ice cream man. He watched the show at home with the use of a stop motion on a VCR. Yes. Figured out the freaking thing. So he get, he was nervous on his first spin. He got a, he got a whammy and then got 45 in a row. Right. Without it. And the game he was on ran for so long. The CBS had to air the single episode in two parts. He earned $110,000 in cash and prizes, a record for the show. Oh, a, a record for the most money in cash and prizes won by a contestant in a single appearance on a daytime network game show until 2006. And that was in 1984. That's pretty sick. Uh, they investigated Larson. They determined that it was not cheating, and they let him keep the money. Wow. And they reprogrammed the board. Yeah, they reprogrammed the board. That was it, yeah. That's um, awesome. And it, I love the Wikipedia shows, like, how he did it, like, the pattern. Yeah. <laughs> shows the pressure look pattern. That's so awesome. Good for him. Yeah. And it's really not cheating, man. He just figured it out. It's their own fault. Yep. One of the things I got to mention, because me and my wife watched this. Oh, except what? that the guy died of throat cancer. Oh, well, there, yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Whammy. <laughs> I got to mention this because uh, I know a lot of people from England and stuff listen to us. So when me and my wife were over in Ireland, we actually watched, I'd never seen it before. And apparently it's like one of the longest running game shows ever in the history of the world. And it's called Countdown. Okay. And it's a British game show and it, and it involves word and number puzzles. And it is probably like, it puts all of our game shows to shame as far as like smarts are concerned. Like if you, if you, if you consider yourself smart, you know, watch this fucking game show because it's literally divided into two parts, letters and, and numbers. And all they do is they give you like a scrabble, like a scrabble uh, slab of like, you know, seven letters. And they say, use these seven letters to make up the longest word you possibly can out of these letters. Right. And then, and then they ask the contestants who are both always old ladies. Right. They're probably they're always like eighty three year old women, which is which is hilarious. Uh, you know, and the lady's like, oh, I've got one with five, and the other one's like, oh, I got one with six, and then oh, okay, so then they you know they see what it is, and if if it, and then they have two people on the side with a giant dictionary. You give your word, and if it's actually in that dictionary, it can't be anywhere else. It has to be in that dictionary. <laughs> okay. Then then you get credit for it, and then they move on to numbers, and it's the same thing where it's like. Here's a bunch of numbers. Use them. Something like here's a bunch of numbers. Use them to make two hundred and ninety three. You know, oh, and you and you have to that. figure out how to fuck it, dude. You have to do crazy math. And then there's this broad on the show who is like the Vanna White, and you figure, you know, you figure she's just there for eye candy. But then all of a sudden they're like, well, yeah, no, you you, you can get it that way. How else can you do it? I don't know what her name is. Like, you know, Rachel Riley, I guess. Or, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Is this? Yeah, Rachel Riley. She's fucking hot. She's 27. They're like, how else can you do it? And all of a sudden, she's just like, oh, well, I would have done it this way, blah, blah, blah. And she's just, she does, like, fucking complex math in, like, seconds. She's just like, yep, there it is. Here it is. Oh, my you God. She's crazy it. hot. She's like a super hot Drew Barrymore. Yeah, yeah. And, and she's, she's a math genius, huh? She's a math genius. It's great. Wow. <laughs> it's crazy. So, so I, I'm going to throw that one in there only because uh, everybody, like I said, it's, like, one of the longest ones, longest yeah. running game shows ever plus like everything else most of our shows are ripped off from british shows anyway truth that's a lot of the game shows are millionaire was i know that yeah Um, she went to oxford yeah that's the thing jesus christ all right well we got i think we have a winner regardless of what art's gonna say because we me and you both picked the same one so pressure luck rest in peace peter tamarkin Mm -hmm. and whammy and wife Mm -hmm. and kids which Mm -hmm. he had later on all right, let's uh, get to our interview with Michael Ian Black and Art and us. Uh, Michael Ian Black, of course, the host. Tuesday nights, 10.30 on TBS. The show is called Trust Me. I'm a game show host. Tell us a little bit about the show. When, like, how, was, how did you become a part of this? How was this uh, game approach to you, like, to start hosting the show with DL? Well, I got a call asking if I would uh, be interested in hosting a game show, and I was initially like, not really, um, but when they explained the concept to me, which is that it's, it's as much a comedy show as a game show, where two contestants try to, well, we're not trying to fool anybody, but one of us is telling a lie and one of us is telling the truth, and the contestant has to figure out who's doing what, and when I understood that it was as much about, you know, making people laugh as it is about imparting information, then I thought it sounded interesting, and, and when they told me that uh, DL was involved, uh, you know, I, I thought it sounded like a great idea. 
Nice. And yeah, it kind of shows, especially, you know, watching these clubs, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the show. Like um, uh, Jay said, you can check it out on TBS Tuesday nights at 1030. We'll put links up on, on all the sites they have this on. For you, it's, it's kind of like um, I, I kind of read an article where you were talking about the show, about this game show, and you like you kind of said where you had um, some issues like, okay, you know, I, I don't want, know if I really want to do this. But, you know, watching it, it seems like you and DL have a really good rapport, and it seems like the contestants – are even though they're they're playing for money, they're kind of at ease because they're having a good time. Do you kind of feel that as well? Yeah, there's a couple reasons for that. I mean, one, DL and I really do get along. I mean, we didn't know each other before this, and um, but we become friends working on it, and we have a kind of you know easy rapport. I think because we're both comedians and we know a lot of the same people, and we've been we've had a lot of the same experiences, so that's fun. And he's he's very fast and very smart and and very funny, and it keeps me on my toes. And I think for the contestants, I think they are having a good time. It's not, you know, the money that you can win on the show is a fair amount of money. You can win up to $35,000. But it's not like, it's not going to change anybody's life. It's not like he's going to be, a, he wants to be a millionaire where, you know, if somebody wins a million bucks, like that's life-changing money. For us, it's, it's more about having fun and, you know, winning some money that, that would be great, but it's it's not gonna. You're not gonna retire off it, so <laughs> you might as well, you know, enjoy it and have and have fun. The the one thing has anybody ever told you about, you know, if you have any kind of tells when it comes to lying? Like, have you had to, had to work on anything well, as in, far as? Yeah, in, in some of the episodes, people think they picked up on them, and <laughs> in particular, I think there was a cop who's like, "Well, you do this when you're lying, and see if this is wrong." <laughs> it did not give me a lot of confidence in our. Uh, law enforcement capabilities. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Have you, have you tried to, you know, up the ante a little bit by, um, you know, bringing in people that maybe can detect that kind of stuff, maybe like poker players or... Um... Oh, yeah, we have a poker player on the show. Oh, you did? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember how well he did, but it wasn't great. Yeah. <laughs> I know it wasn't great, but he did okay, I think. The people who are most confident in their ability to spot tells or, or to, to suss out when somebody's lying tend to do the worst. Yeah. <laughs> Have you guys had any kind of, the two of you, have you had any kind of rapport as, as far as, you know, how you're going to go about uh, attacking these people with, with your with your questions and, and, and uh, information? So not to throw no, them because, off. No, because we're competing against each other, too. I mean, you know, there's no money at stake for, for DL and I, but we both want to be picked. We both want to... Um, we both want to be convincing in whether we're telling the truth or telling a lie. So we're not strategizing against the contestants. I mean, if I'm telling the truth, I want the contestant to pick me. If I'm lying, I want the contestant to pick me. But we also just want everybody to have a good time, and we want people. Ultimately, I do want people to win money. Um, I feel kind of bad when they suck at the show. <laughs> I want them to walk out of there with something and feel like, you know, it was... Uh, do you feel good about your acting? Time. Do you feel good about your acting prowess when somebody picks you when you're completely lying? Oh, yeah, nothing's more satisfying. <laughs> nothing makes me happier than when I just delivered the biggest lie in the world. And it me. I think some of the best game shows are the ones where the hosts get to play a little bit, uh, where they don't know what, what's going to come out of uh, either the contestant's mouth or the co-host's mouth, in your case, uh, like match game or newlywed game. How much of the show is improvised, and uh, how much room do they give you guys to play with it, and uh, how much uh, writing do you guys do actually for it? Uh, well, it's all improvisational. I mean, nothing is... Nothing is planned beyond the reading of the questions and the actual gameplay. Neither DL nor I have a hand in writing the questions. We're only responsible for being funny. So, you know, there's times when, if I have time to really look at the questions and think of some jokes, I will. Uh, but there's a lot of times where you just don't and you just sort of have to go by the seat of your pants. And I tend to find that the funniest moments just happen off the cuff anyway. So it's a combination. I mean, it's, it's, you know, what you're seeing on the show is an edited down version of what we shot. Uh, we probably shoot 45 minutes to an hour per, you know, episode that you end up seeing 22 minutes of. So a lot of jokes get lost in the edit room. Uh, none of the questions do and none of the, none of the important gameplay aspects do, but, but a lot of the comedy does, which is nice for us because it's, you know, we can just keep going. It doesn't matter. So we, if you, if we find something funny to talk about, we talk about it, and if it makes the cut, it does. It, that's great. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Who would you say is your favorite game show host of all time? I'm trying to, I'm trying to separate hosts from shows because my favorite show was Joker's Wild. Nice, nice. Yeah, good old Wink Martindale. 
Yeah, but I can't say that Wink Martindale is my favorite game show host, but I loved that show so very much. I guess, I mean, it's hard not to go with Bob Barker. Yeah. I'll go with Bob Barker. Or the other guy I liked was uh, Peter Marshall. Oh, he Peter like, Marshall. Yeah, he, he seems like kind of like a drunk with a sense of humor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Another question I kind of want to have for the show. You'll see sometimes um, different game show now will have uh, celebrities come on and play for their charities and all that. If you guys, do you guys ever think about doing that? And if you did, would you guys, uh, who would you love to have on the show to see if you can, uh, you know, just pull some uh, fast ones over? Well, an idea that I had that I still think is a good idea, and they tell me maybe we'll do it at some point, is that TL and I are actually throughout the season playing for charity, where every time we get picked, money goes to one of our charities. So nice. it raises the stakes for us uh, in terms of wanting to be picked. I, I still hope we get to do something like that. If we bring on celebrities, I'd love to bring on the most pompous celebrities we can find <laughs> and see how, how adept they are at, at figuring out who's lying and who's telling the truth. Journalists, politicians, yeah. you know. Maybe Bill O'Reilly types. Bill O'Reilly would be fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> be so great just make him look like a total ass that would be the hope <laughs> it would suck if he was great at it. <laughs> so we all know you from you've been with some amazing troops uh the state being one stella being another and uh you've you know it's definitely helped you i i would say in this uh show but has there been anything that you learned from back then that just does not uh, does not apply at all to what you're doing now? I mean, is there anything new that you're learning when it comes to improv? Um, you know, it's interesting. All those skills do come into play with a show like this where you really do need to... You know, the main thing with improvisational comedy is, is just listening yeah. and making sure that you're not just, you know, trying to steal the spotlight. You, you, If you have something to say, you say it, but you're also trying to give other people, you know, room to maneuver, and um, I think that's one of the things that's been nice about working with BL is I think we have a good sense of how to sort of support each other, and uh, that is sort of the nature of, of improvisational comedy, it's, so it, it definitely comes into play. I mean, there's things that really don't. I mean, it, there's such a sort of strict architecture to game shows that you have to follow right. because there's money at stake, and that's sort of, you know, the precise opposite of of what improvisational comedy is. And so being able to combine those two things can be, uh, it's not tricky, but it, it just, it just requires, a, you know, a kind of new skill set. Is it difficult the more, the less people you have to improv with? Cause I know like the state was what, 11, Stella was three. Yeah. Now mm -hmm. you got two. Is it difficult the less people you have? Um, no, in a lot of ways it's easier. Uh, yeah. because it's, you know, it's just like playing tennis. You know, you, you just hit the ball back and forth. Um, with more people, it actually gets a little more complicated. Huh. Interesting. So, Michael, you're you're also in the podcast world along with us. Uh, you've had some in the past. You have one now. And one of my favorite things is the sort of love-hate, or mostly hate-hate relationship you have with Mark Marin, your frenemy relationship. Mm-hmm. Gotta give us a little bit behind the curtain on that. Like you guys, I feel like it's pretty. The hate is pretty true. Like you guys really don't like each other all that much. Uh, well. It's mostly real, you know. <laughs> our, our loathing of each other is, you know, mostly real. But there's enough of a friendship there that it uh, it allows it to be comedy. I mean, you know, I've known Mark for many, many years, and I think uh, I've always respected him, and I think, you know, he, over the years, has grudgingly come to respect me. Um, <laughs> not entirely. I mean, well, not even close to entirely. Yeah. Uh, but he, 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 thinks, he thinks I'm a sellout and an angry uh, hack. And he's not wrong. <laughs> he's not entirely wrong. <laughs> it really is just podcast gold anytime you guys get together. Like, that could be a, a show within itself. A point counterpoint weekly show where you guys just banter at each other and then it just and it it just comes like a YouTube chat room where it just eventually uh -huh. you know dilutes to you guys just ripping on each other. I wouldn't <laughs> I wouldn't want to subject anybody to that. <laughs> Could be called Michael and Mark really have issues. Yeah. <laughs> we get along yeah. now. We, we we do get along. Oh, that's good. 
but you guys, I mean, you know, you're saying about, hey, he begrudgingly respects you over the years. I mean, you're you're like a, I, would you consider yourself like a like a uh, a cult movie star? You know, uh, I mean, Wet Hot American Summer, obviously huge. Well, uh, I'm definitely now. not any kind of movie star. No, uh, you don't you don't no. consider yourself any kind of cult cult star. Well, cult star, I mean, it's a very very small cult. You think really? <laughs> You know, we're like the I'm, my cult is like the Haley Bop people, which is you know basically <laughs> it's people in an apartment wearing funny sneakers. That's about the size of my cult. Going back to the state real quick, Mike. Uh, I've heard various members of you guys on different podcasts, different interviews, talking about the days when you guys were at NYU. Basically, you would rehearse or have writing sessions, and then just every single night be going out to the bars and just getting hammered and getting into all kinds of shenanigans. Any stories that you could share that? Maybe we haven't heard yet. Well, I'm sure there are, um, but I'm the wrong person to ask because although I was with them, I didn't drink. And so they would sort of, I'd go to the bars with them and get a Diet Coke or whatever, and they would drink. And and then when it got too sort of disgusting, I would just quietly excuse myself and leave. <laughs> but, I mean, I think probably the worst thing was just stolen objects. Do <laughs> you drink it all now? Uh, yeah, not yeah. very much, but, but I'll, I'll drink a little bit. What do you like to drink? Anything that does it, anything like that comes in the form of a milkshake. <laughs> yeah, so like a mudslide? Like mil- sure, anything like yeah. that. Nice. Let's try a Guinness milkshake. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I, I also got to just uh, point out, like, your Twitter uh, handle, obviously, it, it gets a lot of people engaged, and a lot, you have a huge amount of following. So I think right there, there's a there's a following right there. Maybe I think a little, even more than Haley Bop uh, folks, but... Um, how much fun is it for you to kind of interact with fans and also, you know, kind of get your thoughts on a day-to-day basis out on Twitter? Like, Well, I don't have any interest in, in interacting with fans who like me. I have a lot of interest <laughs> in interacting with people who hate me. Okay. That to me is, that to me is endlessly entertaining. <laughs> and particularly, particularly if it's like really personal or, or political, like that stuff to me is, is just catnip. I can't get enough of it. Um, <laughs> And and it's not like it doesn't hurt my feelings or make me feel bad. It does, but I can't stop. And What's... so I I pretty much only engage haters. So <laughs> so people who follow me think that the only other people who follow me are people who hate my gut. <laughs> but it's only but that's only because those are the only people I respond to. What's your favorite uh, What's your favorite technique in handling them? I know I you know I know some people they they. They follow people back and then DM them something terrible and then unfollow them so they can't answer. Do you do anything like that? No, I would never do that. It has to be public to me. My, well, if it's political, my favorite technique is treat them with utter respect. Just yeah. total, like no matter how hard they come at you with you liberal douchebag, retard, asshole, commie, fag, just treat them with such respect <laughs> that it's so disarming to them um, that like all their defenses come down. And then I think they start to feel bad and they try to engage you for real. And then you can kind of pounce on them a little bit and make them, I think, feel foolish. Um, and then if it's personal, if it's personal stuff, my favorite is, is just the dumbest, most sophomore comebacks in the world. <laughs> the like, the like, yeah, well, you know, it wasn't so funny when I was fucking your mother last night. Like that shit always <laughs> makes me laugh. <laughs> just the dumbest basis most like fifth grade comebacks i find the funniest awesome <laughs> michael thank you so much for taking the time man we appreciate you uh you know taking time out of your busy schedule you can chess check yeah, your mother appreciated it when i fucked her last night true <laughs> <laughs> boom <laughs> don't engage don't engage i just blocked you from twitter there you go <laughs> Thank you, guys. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, check out Trust Me. I'm a game show host on uh, TBS, uh, always on Tuesdays, 1030 Eastern. And uh, anything else you got coming up besides the game show that that we should be on the lookout for? I was just on a podcast. There you go. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks, Michael. Thanks, Mike. All right. Take care. All right. Michael Ian Black, everybody. That was awesome. And uh, before we go, Art, we got to get your pick for best game show of all time. Mike and I had our discussion earlier, uh, and we both unanimously decided on Pressure Luck. What's your pick? Well, I was my two top two are Price is Right and Pressure Luck. I, I love that. And for me, one of the things when you guys were talking about this topic, for the best thing is like, what, what show would I always want to be on? 
And Price oh, Your Luck was good. up there. But for me, hands down, anytime I saw the show, I, I'm like, I want to be in there, was uh, Double Dare. And so, I mean, I, I guess uh, you, we're going to go two to one, you, you know, Price Your Luck. I'm cool with that because that would be like my second choice. But Double Dare, I love that game. Uh, I, I thought it was a great game show host uh, when, and uh, Mark Summers, and I always wanted to just go up that that big nose and pick out the flag. Dude, we we talked about we talked about how annoying was it watching that show when they could not find the flag. It was great. Nose. It was great. And if right? like you see it like in like if the the big pool of beans, and it's like it's right there. It's right <laughs> behind you. Turn around. What they had to do eight obstacles, right? That was the that was the final thing, like five or six, and then they get to the nose at seven, yeah. and they'd be fucked. They had like forty five seconds left, and they just fuck it up. The worst <laughs> one is when they have to renew their license at the DMV. I think that was number eight. <laughs> Brutal. Nice. Our only wants to be on double there because they would just would win sneakers even if they lost. Yes. Yes. BK Knights, right? Or like <laughs> and Huffy White Heat bikes. Nice. <laughs> That was awesome that I totally got to recommend before we go is uh, Pressure Luck for the Nintendo Wii. Oh, and nice. it is exactly like playing the game. It is awesome, man. I gotta we gotta get that going for my birthday tasting. I think I'll bring my Wii if we have to. And you know what else too? The video game Peter Tamarkin still lives on. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right, that's it. We are out of here. Let's talk to you next week on Masters of None. I'm Jay for Mike Art and Michael Ian Black saying see ya. Yep. See ya. Let's all blow a big kiss at the camera. Don't forget to leave us a review and rating on iTunes and join us on Facebook and Twitter at Masters of None. Masters of None is brought to you by Simply Syndicated, lubricated by Blue Point Beer, and streaming live on morelikeradio.com. Check out the website, mastersofnone.com. It includes episodes, news, articles, videos, pictures, so much fucking more, man. Check them out. Masters of None. Masters of a fucking excellent domain name, I'll tell you that right now. Father too many. Maybe they had it. Think someone had it, and they were like, "We, we want that. I got it again. again." You think they had to buy it? I would think, man. Like you said, that's a that's a good name. Unless they I got, think. they were going way far, way far back. Maybe they got, they saw that. And they maybe got they it. got it. Maybe they got it way back. How far back? Way back. How far are you gonna go back? Way back. As we go around, like this. All right, check them out. Mastersofnone.com. Uh,